This scripture reading comes from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John and begins with the first verse, goes through the 17th verse and then jumps to the 31st verse through the 35th verse. So listen now to this word from God. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it in the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table and took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself and poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and for this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, You are blessed if you do them. Jesus said, now, the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here ends the reading. Almost 40 days ago, we began this journey with dust reminding us of our beginning and of our end. In the time since, this novel coronavirus and the COVID-19 disease has catapulted us and the entire world, really, into an examination of life and work and a confrontation with death. Jarring, confusing, frustrating, devastating, 
only begin to describe what we and others around the world are experiencing. These words might also describe what the followers of Jesus may have felt in the days leading up to the Passover before his crucifixion. We started out the week with him riding in to Jerusalem as a potential king, a potential Messiah, just not even a week before today. He turns over the tables in the temple. He teaches. He, can, he confuses the disciples by telling them that he's going to be tried and he's going to be killed, but he will rise again. He teaches them that in order to bear fruit, a grain of wheat must go into the ground and must die in order to bear fruit. And then they come to eat together. John writes that Jesus loved his followers and loved them to the end. And what is about to take place is in their lives is because also of God's love for the world. Remember, it's also in John where we have that most famous verse, God so loved the world. Jesus loved his own until the end. And what's so interesting is that in this gospel, it says that Jesus knew that all things were in his hands. He knew that all, he he had all power. He could could potentially do anything at that point, just reading into the scripture a little bit. But what does he do with that power? Symbolically, he takes off the robe He pours the water. And in what may be a symbol for us of baptism, he, but of definitely servitude, he washes their feet and wipes them with a towel. This is not something that a rabbi, a teacher, a leader would have done in that time. It would have been shameful for him to wash the feet of his followers. And so it's no wonder that Peter gets all upset because he just can't understand it. It's jarring, it's confusing, it's, it's strange, it's weird, shocking. Almost so much so that Peter can't even receive it. Jesus pours himself out. He, again, symbolically takes off that robe. He strips himself of every vestige of what would look like power and authority to give us a new symbol of what power and authority look like. And Peter and the disciples then receive it. And this is the glory of the kingdom, to receive the gift of Jesus to receive the love of God in Jesus the Christ, to receive the spirit of God through Jesus the Christ in our baptisms and in our lives, and then, and then to receive this commandment, love one another. And don't just love one another. You know, it's not simply love your neighbor as yourself. It's love one another, and I'm going to add in there, love your neighbor as Jesus loved us 
Remember, he loved those who'd been given to him, and he loved them to the end. God so loved the world. And so we are called to receive that love. And it may be one of the hardest things we do. Most of us in Western culture, especially Americans, we are horrible at receiving. We're great at giving. We'd love to give you advice. We'd love to give you a kick in the seat of the pants. We might even love to give you a donation. We'd love to give you a piece of our mind. But we don't often receive very well. And that's the first thing about this Christ is we need to receive him. And then to receive this commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. It's as simple, right? Simple words and as difficult as that is. And then he says, and if you do this, you're going to be blessed. You'll be blessed if you do these things. You've, I've taught you these things. I've shown you these things. And now you, you would be blessed if you would do them. This is the power we've been given. To love as Christ loved us. Doesn't seem like much, does it? But this power is infused with the very spirit of God. If you remember 40 days ago, we started with dust reminding us of our beginnings and of our endings. But in the beginning, God started with dust. And he breathed into that dust the very spirit, the very ruach, the very breath of God, the power that brought into being the universe and holds it all together. That is the power that is in us when we receive this commandment from Jesus. When we allow him to serve us and then we become servants to others. And so my question is now after these 40 days, how are we gonna use this love power? In this hour, in this pandemic, in this time, when it would be much easier to crawl back into our homes and be fearful and afraid, and yes, we should do that. We, should, we need to be very careful about what we're supposed to be doing. But how can we, in this time, in this hour, in this place, use that love power that Jesus has given us, that power that comes from God, the very Spirit of God that infuses us, How will you use this time between dust and dust as you've been filled with the Spirit of God? Amen.